We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. What's up? It's WTIC. We've got Doc in East Hartford. Hello, Doc. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Talk talking about my two, favorite, two least favorite bees, Susan Bites the Witch and Delta Dick. Um, I always find it interesting how they can fab- fabricate truths and get away with it. For example, Susan Bicewood is saying that um, this latest thing on the abortion is racist and it's done to hurt the, the minorities. And where does she get that? Uh, it's it? about it's about the audience she's speaking to, not whether she's saying anything that means anything. And I was listening to a show, not on this station, this morning, and I heard a Democrat saying it comes down to a pronoun. It's not that he said he; it said. We were in Vietnam, and the guy's wrong, because it was when I was in Vietnam is what Blumenthal said. Not he, not we, it was I. Yep. And again, they're fabricating a truth. And people yeah, they it. do what works for them, Doc. Anything for power. Well, I didn't realize there were such people. No, there's a ton of that going on. Ralph, South Carolina. Thank you, Doc. Hi, Ralph. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon. I have a question for your audience, especially your far-left audience. Yeah. progressives. Uh, down here, I live in Beaufort, South Carolina, which is right next to uh, Paris Island. We have a, a, a Marine Air Squadron here. We have two squadrons of F-35s and another squadron of F-18s. Okay, go fast. We don't have a lot of time. Okay, what I want to know is they want to get rid of fossil fuels uh, if they're going to put windmills on these aircraft and our Navy ships and our tanks, or are they going to put solar panels on our on our uh, military vehicles? So how is that going to work? I suspect it will be a smattering of everything so that all constituencies can be satisfied, Ralph. So, so you're going to put uh, rechargers somewhere up there in the sky for our aircraft? Yeah, there will be some batteries and some solar panels and some Tesla batteries there. It will be great, windmills. It'll be awesome. Those things will be rocking, Ralph. Ye of so little faith. 860-522-9842. Come on, man. Let's uh, do a traffic update. It's the Todd Feinberg Show. 
live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, we just we just find so many things that you need to know about. Here to tell us about one of them is Jeff Parkin. He is running for state rep in Milford. Jeff Parkin, P-A-R-K-I-N. Is your is your slogan, Jeff, go Parkin? <laughs> All right. I like it. <laughs> I think everybody, that would get the name ID up really fast. Uh, yeah, you bet. And uh, who knows what kind of following I'd get, however. Well, listen, it's, there's not a lot of uh, admirable followings in politics. Hey, um, good to talk to you and your audience again, Todd. Um, you know, there's just so much going on, and so it's so difficult sometimes to really uh, get a grip on what our legislators are doing to control and uh, destroy our lives. Uh, I'd like to comment on something that I've come across, and I think the discussion really centers around government power and overreach, overreach of uh, the government's regulations. Oh, the epidemic. And, the, uh, well, that's part of the big program. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, opacity of legislation. I mean, so much goes on in Hartford. I mean, let, forget about Washington. So much goes on in Hartford that you just don't know until you run afoul of it, and now you're a criminal based on some law that was passed in the middle of the night. So here's a little snippet of um, an event. There's uh, House Bill 5205 that, as far as I can determine, was passed and signed into law in May of this year. Okay. Uh, it's fairly innocuous on its face. And let me just provide a little background, try not to bore the audience, but it's an act concerning fair rent commissions. We're all for fair rent, aren't we? And we're all for commissions that are going to assure that we have fair rent. But the impact of this is that the laws that were on the books dating back to, uh, you know, looking at the history, 1990, so roughly, what, 30-some-odd years ago, uh, provided for uh, municipalities or towns to establish fair rent commissions if they chose to do so. Mm-hmm. And there's set some standards for evaluating what fair rent means. The usual sort of uh, issues that... Um, politicians throw in, you know, as a kind of a grab bag of let's look at all these things and you never know which one's going to, going to really tip the scale. But this bill that was signed this year takes it a step further. And this is the progression of legislation. This bill now mandates, mandates a fair rent commission for uh, any municipality over 25,000. Well, that's even a little ambiguous to me because I have one draft uh, that shows the population had to exceed 14,000, but a uh, review of, um, you know, a non-official document reviewing it indicates 25,000, but that's an aside. So now for any municipality above this threshold, you're now mandated to have a fair rent commission. And if you dig a little bit into the provisions, the original provisions that this just amends in terms of a mandate, Connecticut is actually in the position to have rent control because this Fair Rent Commission can order that rent be limited if it determines that it's not fair and equitable. It can issue uh, orders and uh, issue subpoenas, um, compel attendance at hearings, uh, it's basically a separate judiciary 
outside of the normal judiciary system seems to have some due process built in is that it does in that it does have hearings but who thought who knew that Connecticut has the mechanisms in place for uh, rent control in municipalities so this is when you say rent commission you're talking about for an agent pre- pre- uh, presenting rentals is that the no, commission you're it talking would be about? A, it would be a uh, municipality governmental entity, a fair rent commission, a commission that can be, an appeal can be... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm misunderstanding the word commission. All right, so this is having an agency, kind of, a group of people who are sitting there supervising what is fair rent. And you're saying that it appears to be tantamount to rent control, that the government gets to stick its nose in the business of landlords in their private relationships with renters. Precisely. Now, uh, it's not, I don't think, um, operating that way in any municipality, at least not that's come into the news. But again, the mechanism is there. So the legislative process has graduated from the 30 years ago saying uh, towns may try to oversee rentals, and by the way, this does not apply to seasonal rentals. It's only uh, full-time rentals. Okay. So it graduated from having the opportunity, the authority to set up a fair rent commission to now it's mandated. And that's the step how government in, uh, intrudes more and more into our lives. Well, it, it could be worse than that, though. It, it could be that this whole thing was designed to be a Trojan horse that through the years would be able to be expanded. It would have been interesting to have been there during the debates uh, of the initial legislation, but that's entirely possible. And in fact, isn't that what um, most of the liberal legislation does? Start yes. out innocuous, take gun control. We just want reasonable gun control. You get the proverbial camel nose under the tent, and you're yep. off and running. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the big government crowd is always seeping government deeper into our lives uh, not to any benefit that we can find and yet they keep marketing the idea that that life will life will all our problems will be solved if only we can give them a little more money and and reasonable people shrug their shoulders and say oh it's such a small amount what's the difference but the difference is they create the mechanism as you're describing and what I find troubling is that my perspective on government, probably somewhat aligned with yours, is I'm a free market thinker. I believe in uh, private property rights. And I think the free market, left to its own actual devices operating as a free market, will automatically solve these problems. Uh, particularly, look at the dynamics in the housing market in the last year or two. Uh, does uh, the Fair Housing Commission or the Fair Rent Commission, are they going to be able to deal with those dynamics? The free market can take care of it. There may be a little disruption here or there, but the free market works when it's left to be a free market, not being interfered with by government regulation. Yeah, well, they don't want to hear anything about that. They like the uh, the growth of the government, and that's the uh, that's where the battle lines are drawn. Well, that's it, Todd. I mean, I really thought that it was an, a little insight into how our wonderful legislators go to Hartford and create these mechanisms, these entities that nobody's aware of until the time comes that it rises to be an issue and you have no idea that these laws are in place. We're talking to Jeff Parkin, 
running for state representative in the 118 district 118 and that's uh, Milford and no I like that you brought this to our attention because this is one of the things that we don't hear enough of and a piece of I think the the subject you're talking about Jeff is that they there's so much going on in silence and that if if there there were people with their eyes set to alert for these kinds of things that could be scams that we'd be much better off. Uh, I agree with that. And here's a sobering thought. This is the issue I've mentioned today is one little issue that probably will go unnoticed to most people for their entire lives Mm -hmm. while they live in the state of Connecticut. But how many other issues similar to this are lurking in the background? Some may affect you, some may affect me, but there's so much in the Connecticut general statutes that one has to wonder what's next around the corner. Jeff Parkin, how do people find you online again? Ah, it's Parkin4, the word for, Parkin418.com. All righty. Think about that slogan. <laughs> I love it, Todd. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Jeff Parkin, P-A-R-K-I-N, Parkin, F O R. 118. That's pretty good. That's clean, simple, straightforward, easy to remember. You called Linda Ronstadt cute. Well, what's wrong with that? She was cute back in the day. One of the greatest singers of our time. That too. Cute. And cute. A woman who can sing. Wait a sec. Are these things mutually exclusive? Bel Canto, who can sing Coloraturo. Who could sing contralto? And you call her cute. Can't she be cute? I'll tell you who's not cute, and that's Mick Jagger, that's who true. is as ugly mm. as sin and has nothing to recommend him except screeching and shouting. He's definitely not cute. And no argument there. That is going to be very critical. To advance his stand, it's political. He will move ahead with things good for Ned. His reasons are just analytical. Oh, I love a little rhyme. Hey, Todd, it's Steve from Farmington. Just driving home from work, and I heard the story about the prisoner transport and all the issues that transpired, and it just makes my blood boil. New Haven, the New Haven story. There was an incident where a prisoner was injured. We find that there's evidence of, you know, people not following what they're supposed to do, their responsibilities, from the transport officers to the officers back at, you know, the district, the people that pulled them out of the van, and so forth and so on. And then I hear today that, you know, what is this? Two, three, four, five, six officers now out on paid leave, you know, pending further investigation. Well, there's plenty of evidence that shows that they screwed up. And we continue to have to pay for this as taxpayers. Oh, yes, absolutely. But way worse than that they screwed up, that there, there is a malaise of, of indifference, that the policing in West Hartford is done the same way and with the same sense of, of um, disdain for their jobs and for human decency that one connects to government through the 
example and experience of the motor vehicle department that you you come to understand that because they are because they are immune to the hazards of being supervised and judged in their performance and and expected to perform in the way that people in the private sector do that government workers have a different way of approaching things and it reeks of the guaranteed job that you can't touch me defense that a union contract provides watching those tapes from the arrest of richard fox in new haven last weekend a week ago it's so disgusting it just reeks of the arrogance of government and then on the other end of things this is going to be a huge lawsuit to the you know state of connecticut in the city of new haven and they're going to end up paying millions of dollars on millions top of, that. of dollars no doubt about it and they will be deserved because the guy who was in the paddy wagon is paralyzed now because of these dopes because of the dysfunction but i don't blame the cops as much as i do the people who teach the cops that this is how it goes this is how you can behave nothing more is expected of you but brazen inhumanity dave and brantford hi you're on wtic we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, Todd, sometimes you don't realize the connection of all the bees in the hive that Mm -hmm. yes, you just had, talking about the Fair Rent Commission. Yes. Uh, This weekend in the New Haven Register, there was on the editorial page a editorial promoting uh, tenants' rights organizations, and and it was promoting what you might call collective bargaining for Mm -hmm. renters. Wow. And you can imagine in very blue Connecticut, this is like the next domino to fall. And I didn't realize that the fair rent commissions were mandated for the more than 25,000 population towns. But you can almost see how all the bees in the hive were all primed for action. I appreciate that you had that guest to uh, let the folks know what's going on. Jeff Parkin running for state rep in Milford. Imagine collective bargaining for tenants. What, What a ghastly new thing to happen. And no doubt it will be required by law that you let those tenants alone if they try to collectively bargain uh, for the fee on their rent. What what a nightmare. The state gets bluer and uglier. Yes. Well Thank put, you. Dave. Good to hear from you. Thank you, sir. That's what they do. And the demise of the state serves them well because if nobody can survive economically here, 
because the debt, the, the, the government debt is so great and the taxes are so high to try to cover it. That works out for the big government crowd because you have nowhere to turn but to the government. If Chris Murphy and Dick Blumenthal weren't senators, the next job that they'd probably be capable of doing is doorman at a hotel somewhere. I'm not sure you might be overestimating them. Hey, Ty, it's American Patriot. Today's rant's all about Donald Trump being busted. These January 6th hearings have completely busted him and exposed the, the criminal and the dictator. <laughs> oh, that was a beautiful nuclear blast, wasn't it? Could that have been better deserved? I don't think so. That was wonderful. Uh, let's see what's happening. Oh, yeah, we'll play more rants, and Bob Stefanowski will be here in the next half hour. WTIC News Talk 1080. Well, wait a second. What's going on here? It's... Well, there's a lot of good stuff going on. There is. 860-522-9842. Speaking of the rant line, give it a call. Leave your comment. 860-751-4698. Todd, so many disturbing images from that transport in New Haven, the individual that got injured. I mean, the two that stood out for me is the very guy that slammed on the brakes, heard the guy in the back hit, hit, the, uh, hit the wall inside, conversing with him he says he's hurt pulls over opens up the door and says what are you doing laying there how did your leg get like that somewhere to that effect yeah the next one was nobody purposely lets a body part slam on anything so when they lifted his arm oh that flopping arm yeah and they let go of it um that's you know most people don't fake that that's either somebody who's dead passed out or in this case, we're finding out he might be paralyzed. Uh, but uh, those were the two standouts for me. No, it, the guy was clearly uh, desperately injured. Hey, Todd, I'm calling about the uh, jewel e-cigarettes being banned by the FDA. Uh, so, sorry, there's something wrong with the sound quality there. Let's try Bill next. Hi, Bill. Uh, hi. Um. Two points. Uh, one on the Ukraine-Russian um, issue. Everybody knows that uh, Russia is uh, escalating their um, military right now. They uh, unloaded uh, some missiles into uh, a shopping center in the Ukraine and killed a lot of citizens. It's time for the United States and all its allies to get together and stop pussyfooting around with Russia, draw the line in the sand. The sand really? What? You, you sure? Like with the nuclear weapons and all that? I didn't say anything about nuclear weapons, did I? No, that's why I brought it up. Why did you bring it up? Because uh, Russia has nuclear weapons. Well, everybody knows that, so why are you bringing it up to me? 
Well, because it represents the hazard. It's the the reason why. Well, I know. I know. Uh, represents the hazard. Well, I didn't say to uh, uh, dismiss uh, Russia's capability with nuclear weapons. I'm saying draw a line in the sand. There's other ways to draw a line in the sand besides. Um, so, um, how would you draw the line in the sand? Outside the coast of Russia. How would you draw the line in the sand? I don't work for the Pentagon. I don't know. But all I know is there's a lot of um, people getting killed, innocent people getting killed, and something's got to be done about it. It's a moral issue, and something's got to be addressed. Well, we everything we touch, we create disasters. Whether it's domestic politics or uh, particularly international politics, and and uh, I think the American people are worn out on disasters, and this one is a more vivid one with proximity to the Europeans. So it makes more sense for them to do it than for us to come flying in. That's my concern: is disaster if we go there. Thank you, Bill, for the call though eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Time to check in with Bob Stefanowski, Republican candidate for governor. Hello, Bob. Hello, Todd. How are you doing on this rainy day? I like rainy days. They create an extra motivation to work extra hard. <laughs> So I thought we'd talk about, uh, it's hard not to talk about Roe v. Wade right now with all the uh, all the noise about it, but uh, just kind of wanted to give you my perspective. Um, as you know, it's been codified into Connecticut state law, you know, a woman's uh, right to choose for, for early stage. And I've come out and uh, and publicly supported that, which which some of your listeners may agree with, some may not, but but I do think it's it's important to be clear on that. The one the one big area of difference between uh, Governor Lamont and and me is I think Todd, if you're a 13, 14, 15 year old girl and and you're going through something as difficult at this, um, that your parents have a right to know and be part of that process. It's called parental notification, and many people may not know it. I know um, former Senator Suzio is big on this, which I think is appropriate. Is in Connecticut. You don't even have to have parental notification that your child is about to have an abortion. I mean, we, we require parental consent for a tattoo, parental consent for having your ears pierced. And, and I think Governor Lamont is very, very extreme on this position. He doesn't think that parents have a right to know. I think that's dead wrong, and um, hopefully we can fix it when we're up there. It's one of those strange issues you wonder how Democrats get away with being so far off the rails from something so basic. Well, I think there's a broader theme here, which, which, which I think will, well, I know will correct is, is giving parents back the power. I governor government has gotten between moms and their kids and dads and their kids. And, and, you know, with respect to education mm-hmm. should be up to the parents to decide what, when, how their kids are taught. Uh, with respect to major decisions like this, I think it's critical that parents have input to these type of decisions. Some of these social issues that are now being taught in school, in my opinion, should be at the kitchen table. We need to get schools back to teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic and really letting parents decide how to raise their kids. 
government's there to, is supposed to be there to support a parent raising their kid, not telling a parent how to raise their kid. And, and, and we're going to change that. It's going to be one of our top priorities. Get government out of the way. Let moms and dads raise their kids as they see fit. Oh, I think uh, people are desperate for this. You must hear about it all the time out on the campaign trail. Well, and it's an interesting time for Republicans because in Connecticut, which which tends to be pretty left-leaning, a lot of these social issues have worked against us. But but we've got groups called a group called Moms for Bob, which is which is kind of corny, but it works. And and I go to Moms for Bob meeting, uh, Todd, and we've got as many Democrats and Independents as we do Republicans there. These are issues that cross. Uh, 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 amongst parties, and I think uh, Governor Lamont, by some of the extreme positions he's taken, I think it's going to hurt him. I'm not doing it for votes. I'm doing it because I genuinely believe parents should be able to bring up their kids. But but I don't think it's going to bode well for 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 Democrat uh, leaders in Connecticut this year. In the election. No, I, I I think you're right about tipping points and a tipping point having been reached. That as as the the two political parties keep going. Uh, I don't know if extreme is the right word, because Republicans aren't extreme. Republicans become more mainstream. That is, we believe in family, we believe in the the constitutional rights that people have, and the Democrats keep getting going off on this tangent of their most extreme energized um, supporters, and it, it just feels like they're totally off the rails. I think they've gotten arrogant, particularly in Connecticut, when you're in power for 40 years. And and what's resonating this year, 2018 was a very, very different feel than what I'm I'm hearing right now. And when I go out and say what I believe, which is I believe in personal liberty, I believe in smaller government, I believe in the rights of parents, those statements are getting standing ovations. And, and I'm happy I'm getting a standing ovation, but you step back from it. And this is this is common sense. And when I go out and say we shouldn't be hiring a dis- misinformation director that taxpayers fund for $150,000 a year. Mm. I shouldn't even be having to make those common sense statements, but that's, that's where we've come. We've digressed so far in Connecticut. We, you know, we've lost our sense of balance, and, and, and it's going to be good to have some perspective back up there when we win in November. So you're saying you feel like the electorate is more uh, frustrated and thus energized this year? You know, it's interesting. What you realize, Todd, is we've been here, right? We've been worn down. We had Governor Sununu from New Hampshire come out last week, and it was really interesting to see a couple things. Number one, how he carved up the, the, the Hartford press, right? And I learned something from him, right? Never accept the premise of the question. Somebody asked him a question about Roe v. Wade, and it was so off the wall, he just laughed it off and said, next question. And, and when he showed up, he said, what's going on in Connecticut? He said, well, Governor Lamont's going to raise the diesel tax next week. He started laughing because he thought I was kidding. I said, no, 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 I'm serious. And, and, you know, New Hampshire has no state income tax and no sales tax. He says, well, what are the taxes here? I said, well, 7 for for, for sales tax, or, uh, for income tax, and 6.35 for sales. He says, you mean to tell me that 13% of the money, 7 plus 6, is coming off the top? And now he's adding a tax to diesel. He was incredulous. Now, the rest of us, we've been beat down so much, we kind of think all this insanity starts to become like it's normal, but it's not. And that's what I think is going to win this election for us if we have finally pushed people too far. Enough is enough. Yeah, well, certainly this is a pretty dire moment, I think, for real in a lot of people's financial lives. This is the best opportunity that we're going to see to change this state in a long time. 
Um, certainly, I'm going to run a better campaign. I know we know we were criticized last time. I'm getting, you know, I still get the constructive criticism, which is fine. Keep it coming. Um, but we're running a much better campaign. We have to stay together as Republicans. You know, Republicans have a, a little bit of a tendency to fight each other. And, and we got to focus on the 90 to 95 percent of things that we agree on. Because the reality is, Todd, come this time next year, you're either going to have Governor Ned Lamont in the seat or me. And regardless of whether you agree with 100% of what I have to say or 90%, I would argue the state's going to be a much better position with, with myself and my, and, and my ticket around me in, in power than we are right now. And I think we've got to keep that in mind. All right, Bob Stefanowski, good to talk with you with such uh, positive uh, vibes coming out, out of the you know the, the your contact with the, with the people it's it's good to be out there every day talking to people isn't it it's great we're enjoying it we're getting a lot of enthusiasm the enthusiasm we're getting this time around this time of year is better than what we were getting last time in november so so things are looking good we're going to keep working hard all right thank you very much bob we'll talk to you again next week thanks todd we will bye-bye thank you sir bob stefanowski republican running for Governor, 860-522-9842. Let's take some phone calls, play some more rants if we've got time. First up is Armand in Avon. Hi, Armand. Hi, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Your discussion around NATO and that previous caller had me do a little homework. I could read you a couple lines from some articles. Sure. The first one says, NATO was founded on April 4th, 1949. At the time, the founding nations aimed primarily at cooperating militarily and politically in the event of a conflict with the Soviet Union, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's the context of why they were uh, evolved. And then listen to this. 36.5% of Russia's imports came from the EU, and 379 of its exports go to the EU. So I'm no military strategist, but does it make sense if you have an organization that's designed to protect yourself against, from Russia why would you buy 40% of your imports from Russia? What, what are your thoughts? Well, it, it goes to this whole notion of globalization being a panacea, you know, a happy, happy event in terms of international relations. Because like Tom Friedman from the uh, New York Times had this theory that he pushed, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, that there's never been a war between two countries that have a McDonald's. And the, the premise was that if you're doing business with each other, then sustaining daily existence becomes interwoven and making sure you can continue to maintain your daily existence is more important than starting a war. And uh, that's been proven wrong. Without a doubt. I'm looking at this, and I'm no military strategist, but I would say the dependency on Russia, especially for commodities, was outright stupid from a strategic perspective. And it's proven it's put them in a compromising situation. And I believe this is what Trump was screaming about when he demanded they invest more in their military capabilities. Well, the other problem with NATO is that there's this uh, contractual obligation, basically, for everybody inside of it to provide for mutual defense. And it's these kinds of mutual defense pacts that, that led to World War One, as I recall, that... They that they, they created trigger situations where if if something happened where one of the member states got uh, damaged, then the person who did the damage was had everybody forced into going to war with them, and that's what makes me nervous about this whole situation.
yeah, with, I, with I Russia. Think you, you asked a great question before. Shouldn't this be an EU problem first? I think they wait for America to take the helm and right. they say, well, let's, let's follow along. Well, that's not really the design, especially because they've got like 30 countries that are designed to be the de- defense against Russia. And it's also, you know, there isn't all that history of the, the Cold War and all that uh, like there is with us, with anybody else, I don't think. All right, that's all I wanted to bring to your attention. Thanks. Good to talk with you, Armand. Always interesting. Robert in Meriden. Hello, Robert. Uh, yeah, hello. Uh, yeah, just being on hold. Um, yeah, you got a great show. Uh, very educational. That was interesting, but the last call I said about Russia. It's, uh, you got a great show. A lot of intelligent people listening. Uh, and also the other thing uh, about Bob says about criticism. He doesn't mind it or whatever. Um, I voted for him last time. I don't know if this is good or bad to say, but I voted for him last time, and I'm going to vote for him this time. And he's going to win. And I got a feeling. But anyway, the reason why I'm calling is um, about the, the video. I just was on hold, and I just, whatever. But the video of those uh, police officers uh, in New Haven, I think, recently. Oh, uh, with, outrageous, with, with the, isn't it? Well, yeah, I'm just concerned. Or, or um, how is the union allowing the public to view those videos? I mean, the union is. I mean, where is the crack? Because I thought there was a blue line, and um, it, it seems like it's cracking. I think and, that um, there have been so many political people who've gotten in trouble. Or in the in the in the video years, you know, like think about Rahm Emanuel in Chicago by the dog or something. The dog could have eaten the video years Uh, ago. Yeah, you know, if you're Justin Elliker, the mayor of New Haven, you want those tapes out quickly, and you don't want the focus to switch onto you because you froze the the people out of the the videos. But the, here's, I could be wrong on this uh, fact, I'm not sure, but uh, when usually when there's a police shooting and somebody uh, has been shot, you know, her or dead, uh, the union doesn't let the officer respond for 48 hours. And this was, this was released prior to 48 hours. Yeah, so but I'm the, wondering, those are two different things, the release of videos and, and the interviewing of an officer. But, which, but the, the, Mike, the, what, I'm just wondering, uh, who, who wears the pants? Is it the union or is it the, uh, or is it the police department? <laughs> yeah, I'm that's a really wondering. interesting question. I think a lot of different people wear pants. Usually, most everything in the state is controlled by the unions. But there is, ultimately, for people who are in a position of influence, like the mayor of New Haven, he wants to get those tapes out so nobody can be pointing a figure, finger at him saying, you are engaged in cover-up. And I, I think he was smart to get them out quick before uh, he got in that kind of position. But it's really interesting what you brought up. Thank you for that, Robert. Don't forget to call the rants. Anytime you want, call in a rant, 860-751-4698. The beauty of it is it's always there, and we play them for you all the time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.